Hello, Assistant Narrator Richardson here, and I'm just going to give you a fact. Do you know the average person walks past about 36 murderers throughout their lifetime? Yeah, not very nice fact, is it? But anyway, let's get started with this SCP, shall we? Item number SCP-6052 Object Class Was Keita, but now it is neutralised. Special Containment Procedures The remains of SCP-6052 are to be held in the Morgue of Site 126. All items owned by SCP-6052 are to be preserved in secure storage for further analysis. Foundation Information Monitoring assets are to monitor for crimes matching the modus operandi of SCP-6052. Archived Special Containment Procedures 10th of the 16th, 21. Foundation Information Monitoring Assets are to monitor for crimes matching the modus operandi of SCP-6052, as well as for individuals corresponding to the description of SCP-6052, and provide this information to Mobile Task Force Row 12, America's Least Wanted. MTF Row 12 is to coordinate with federal and state law enforcement across the United States. Members are to be equipped with Skya modules to detect the distinctive EVE pattern of SCP-6052. Witnesses are to be amnesticized according to standard procedure where necessary, with relevant cover stories fabricated for the killings committed. Description SCP-6052 is a male individual of nondescript appearance with the ability to alter memories and perceptions of those nearby, often to render them incapable of recalling the presence of SCP-6052. SCP-6052 has committed a series of murders throughout the United States and is believed to have killed a minimum of classified individuals over 53 years, with an annual average of classified victims. SCP-6052 travels throughout the United States taking on minor bureaucratic positions in a state's department of motor vehicles, using its anomalous abilities to induce the belief that it is a familiar, if unmemorable, employee. It likely selects its victims using its job's access to identifying documents. SCP-6052 targets individuals between classified and classified years of age, often abducting them from their homes or schools. Whereas its earlier victims were typically shot or stabbed, its modus operandi became increasingly elaborate over time, involving various forms of deprivation and bodily mutilation practiced over extended periods. Addendum 6052.1 Identity and Background SCP-6052 employs a range of false identities but its birth identity is likely Samuel Fincher Doyle, born in 1941 in Cook County, Illinois. Doyle was employed by the Illinois Vehicle Services Department, marrying a co-worker, Anna Kemper, in 1965. A daughter, Susan Doyle, was born the same year. In 1967, he and his family were involved in a car accident, killing his wife and rendering his daughter comatose. Doyle moved to California in 1968. Following this, records of his activities are vague. 
Its murders were often attributed to other killers or viewed as isolated incidents until 1978, when the UIU trialed Pythia, a handheld etheric resonance imaging module for use in crime scene investigations. This technology would be later adopted more successfully by the Global Occult Coalition's Colliculus and Veritas headsets, as well as the Foundation's Sky modules. While the Pythia program was discontinued, early tests identified an unusual Eve signature in the personal effects of Martin Schultz, a child then believed to have drowned accidentally. The UIU handed the investigation over to the Foundation, which concluded that Schultz had been murdered and furthermore, that the Eve signature was a unique pattern left by the perpetrator's anomalous abilities. However, the investigation soon stagnated due to changes in funding and a lack of leads. Addendum 6052.2 Containment of SCP-6052 On October 2021, Foundation assets were deployed to Sussex County, Delaware, to investigate an outbreak of SCP classified. To aid in identifying SCP classified. Agents were equipped with Skya modules for identifying EVE patterns. While investigating the area, Agent Josephine Kay noticed an individual with an unusual EVE signature. Cross-referencing with the Foundation's database identified them as SCP-6052, employed by the Delaware Division of Motor Vehicles, under a pseudonym. Upon their arrival, MTF Row 12 discovered that SCP-6052 had abducted two siblings, Michaela and Angela Johnston. SCP-6052 was apprehended at a nearby warehouse and transported to Site 126. Michaela Johnston, the elder sibling, was discovered in the warehouse with SCP-6052. While suffering severe malnutrition and extensive injuries due to graphic details expunged, her condition stabilized following hospitalization. Addendum 6052.3 Interview with SCP-6052 Audio recording transcript Date 10th of the 16th, 21 Subject SCP-6052 MTF Row 12 Agent Simon Pires Note, as Site 126 was short-staffed due to a recent containment breach, Agent Josephine K stood in as an armed guard to monitor the interview. Begin log. SCP-6052, can you hear me? Son, I'm not that deaf. Quiet down and quit it with the numbers. Where I work, I stare at a list of them all day. I'd rather not have them as my name. But I know what you're after. Angela Johnston, I'll answer your questions. Just keep it civil and use my name like civilised people. Where's the girl, Mr Doyle? Lieutenant... If I may, this is highly against procedure and was to say that SCP-6052 will even answer. You'll call me by my proper name, or so help me in any case. As I was saying to the gentleman here, I'd be happy to answer your questions as I see fit. Is the other girl alive? Yes, no thanks to you. Agent K, if you interrupt again, you'll have to leave. Let her leave. I'm just an old man. Kids are easy to work with, even at my age. But a big fella like you, I'd strain myself. When I started, I could manage adults. 
but it was just gun and knife work. Easy stuff. I've never seen anything like, how the hell did you even think up what you did to her? Experience and practice. Lola's smell of blood still gets to me. They say it's biological. The sick feeling you get at those smells. And when I'm cutting them up for weeks, my god it stinks to high heaven. That's what comes closest to giving it away. Dogs go wild near me. I can't fool with their heads like I do people. Can you believe? Where's Legale? What? No asking about motives. Just tell me what the time is. 11.47. Now can you- Oh, Len, she's dead. <laughs> Buried her deep. Was supposed to open up the trap door two hours ago to give her a bit of air. Would have tossed Makeda in two once I was done cutting her up. But if it's just the little one dead, fine. Every little helps her. Agent K, I'm warning you, stand back. Who's her? It was uh, when we were in the car crash. Anna and little Susie and me. Anna had a little one on the way. You know, just starting to show. Afterwards, I knew I could make sure that Susie wouldn't die on that hospital bed. So long as I had something to trade. What sort of entity was it, Mr Doyle, that made the bargain? Can you describe its appearance or behaviour? What? There wasn't some devil giving me a contract. Just the knowledge, clear as day, that I could make it right. Maybe she's just lying there like she's asleep, but it's better than nothing. Then why did you continue after they pulled the plug on her, Mr Doyle? Why did- No. I don't understand. I've got the file here. The hospital lost funding in 73 and... I heard you, damn it. That can't have been... Yes, I know. It was... Yes, I remember now. I had her moved elsewhere. Bet your records didn't catch that, huh? Then where? Where's the girl you've been killing and torturing kids for, you sick bastard? <laughs> what? You think I'd just forget if my daughter was dead? Some things you know have to be true. And a trade? Life for life. Makes sense. Where else do I have this power? Do deaths work? Unseen? <laughs> That's your excuse? You think you're the only one who can do things like this? Agent K, get out of here. Mr Doyle, I- This has all been for a purpose. I know it has to be true. It's why I kill some. I'm a father. You think I wouldn't know if my Susie wasn't alive? You think this fucking cage can stop me from doing what I have to do? At this point, SCP-6052 dislocated one thumb to free himself from his cuffs and lunged at Lieutenant Pires. Agent K discharged her firearm into the shoulder of SCP-6052. Despite prompt medical attention, SCP-6052 expired from blood loss. Agent K and Lieutenant Pires were reprimanded for unprofessional behaviour, and SCP-6052 was reclassified as neutralised. Addendum 6052.4 Incident 6052-1 On the morning of the 10th of the 25th 21, 
Michaela Johnston was found to have expired during the previous night. Cause of death was determined to be severe head injury, with her skull having been fractured by an unknown assailant via repeated crushing injuries to the face and jaws. Subject's body was confiscated and witnesses were amnesticized as per standard procedure. When this information was forwarded to MTF Row 12, it was discovered that its members had vanished from their barracks. With closed circuit television in the barracks malfunctioning at Michaela Johnston's approximate time of death, Agent Josephine Kay was likewise reported missing, with an identical malfunction in the surveillance system of her barracks. A search of their living spaces identified no signs of struggle, however, a large strip of blood-smeared skin was discovered in the bed of Agent K, likely originating from her thigh, on which a message had been carved with some form of sharp implement. The message is transcribed below. I told them I had to do it, because it is what my Susie needs to live. They lied to me, that she was dead, but I know she cannot be. Paradise can wait because my Susie was the only paradise I ever wanted. And now I can do everything I need to help her live. She has to live. Why else do I have this power now? Your guns can't do anything to me. Happy hunting. And that was the end of this document. (sighs) I think the guy would have done it even without powers. Some horrible people in this world, eh? Anyway, goodbye.